Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Very Cold Lasagna Podcast, your filthy casual place for all the filthy casual takes on the world of sports. I am Dylan Lasagna, and welcome to another recap of my San Francisco 49ers as well. Where do we even begin? Where do we even begin with this NFC Championship game that they partook in against the top seed Philadelphia Eagles? They made it to the final four of the NFL playoffs in the 2022 season. And, well, there's honestly no words. I, I really don't know what to say. I really don't. Um, you know, this was going to be a big matchup. This is supposed to be, at least supposed to be, this is at least supposed to be a big matchup between the top two teams in the NFL. Sure, they are facing an uphill battle um, against against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, with the number one overall offense with Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Miles Sanders, uh, one of the top-ranked offensive lines, and then facing a really good pass-rushing pass unit and a strong passing defense. Meanwhile, the, the Niners are on their third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy, um, 7-0 as a starter, and still... They had their own complement of weapons on offense. And they got the supposedly ranked top defense, mainly the pass rushing unit, in the NFL. So they have these two well-balanced teams going in, facing each other in Philadelphia for the right to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, there was some uh, things at stake. Something had to give for both of these teams. And it was just unfortunate that it had to, again, come at the at the expense of my San Francisco 49ers. For the second straight year, yeah, my Niners were, were cut from the dance. And, oh boy. You know what? Let's just talk about it. Let's just talk about it. Forget the housekeeping. Forget all the that stuff. We'll get to the housekeeping stuff. I guess towards the end of the episode because I'm just I'm literally this upset. I'm literally just a day after, man. I'm literally a day after or hours. Like when I'm recording, when this get, this gets out, this is the day after, and even a day after. If I talked about this live, I'm I'm still I'm still peeved. I'm still I'm I'm still going through the motions because this is this is just this just sucks, man. It just it's just a crappy feeling of how this went down because Niners, sure. They were the underdogs. They were, um, they, they, they felt like they were going to get denied another chance to go to the Super Bowl and redeem themselves from last year. But I had, I had all, I had hope. I had hope that they were going to beat them. Sure. I had some concerns. I had a lot. I had some concerns about them, but I felt like they could put up a fight against that that top seed uh, Philadelphia team that had an MVP candidate in Jalen Hurts. It's well, it's just unfortunate of what actually happened. So when you get into the actual game itself, you go into a game that gets feisty really early in the pregame uh, in the pregame festivities um, with AJ Brown and Jimmy Ward. And yeah, you know this is gonna be some kind of game, um, but not for the game that what really happened. So the Eagles get the ball first, 
Um, and they, they they quickly attack the 49ers defense. Um, they get aggressive um, early, and they they almost the Niners defense almost got um, the Eagles offense off the field um, on a, on third down. But Nick Sirianni is like, you know what? I got some big cojones, man. I I want to go for this thing on fourth down. And surely enough, um, they they got they wanted to go for it on fourth and three at midfield, and Jalen Hurts throws this long bomb strike to Devontae Smith, who seems like he made a a impressive one-handed catch. I'll give him that. I'll give Devontae Smith credit for that. But he he, he looked like he looked like he made an incomplete catch. And it was a little odd that um that they were running so quick to the line and and sooner or later Miles Sanders quickly punches through a hole that the offensive line created for him and Philadelphia is up seven to nothing. And then it turns out after after commercial, Devontae Smith actually did maintain possession of the ball. I was like, fucking A. Fucking A. Why didn't Kyle Shannon challenge that shit? Like, why didn't he go up and throw the red flag to the official and challenge 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 the call on the field? I was like, what the fuck, man? Like maybe it was the, maybe it was the angle that was given to him in in the in the in the jumbotron, on 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 Lincoln Financial Field. Maybe that could have possibly been it. But either way, if he knew something was off, you challenge that shit. You challenge that. So either way, you're down seven to nothing. You're down seven to nothing uh, to the Eagles. You had to respond. You had to. Try to come up with some some kind of points on the board. It was time for Big Cock Brock Brock Purdy um, to lead his offense with all his skill makers down the field. Unfortunately, it it looked like um, he was gonna he was gonna be able to get that opportunity. Um, the offensive line was giving up. They were caving in right away, especially that right side of the line to Hassan Reddick. Um, Brock Purdy had to get get that ball out right away. Got some good passes into George Kittle and Brandon Ayuk at least. But a couple plays later, um, the pass rush of the the Philadelphia Eagles get in early, uh, really hot on on Purdy because of a really weird play design by Kyle Shanahan to have uh, the backup tight end, Tyler Croft, try and block, like be an extra blocker on Hassan Reddick. And that absolutely failed. And... Sooner or later, like Birdie, like gets gets whacked, and he doesn't. He tries to throw. He looks like he throws it, but he actually doesn't throw it, and he fumbles the ball. And then the Eagles recover it. Um, it is initially ruled incomplete, but Nick Sirianni challenged it, and the Eagles get the ball back. And it seems like okay, Birdie fumbled it. it. It's like all right, the defense just gotta get a stop, and they did. But here's the problem. Um, here's the problem once the offense for the 49ers got back on the uh, field. Brock Purdy, nowhere to be be found. He actually went into the Bloom medical tent and then he went back to the locker room. It's like, oh no. Do not tell me that he's hurt. And then I think I was, I think it was either Andrews or Tom Rinaldi reporting that 
He suffered an apparent elbow injury on the tackle by Hassan Reddick. I was like, shit. We're fucked. We are fucked. So we are now down to our... We lost Trey Lance. We lost Jimmy Garoppolo. Now we we potentially losing Brock Purdy. And now we're down to Josh the, the Joshua Johnsons. Um, we're now down to our fourth and potentially final quarterback. And if we lose him... Yeah, it's officially over. If as if it wasn't over already. So the offense officially took a turn for the worse. Um, now that we're down to Josh Johnson, they couldn't. They could barely move the ball. Um, Josh Johnson was running scared for his life. He took. He ate a big ass sack. Um, so they have to punt the ball. And at least the Eagles punted yet again because of the defense trying to play as hard as they possibly can. And when we get to the second quarter. The offense at least manages to get on the scoreboard. Um, Josh Johnson, you know, hands it off to McCaffrey a couple times. And once they get to the red zone, McCaffrey um, busts through, finds a nice opening through that Eagles run defense, um, and evens the game at 7-all. But unfortunately, it just unravels from there. It just completely unravels from there. The referees... Um, we're calling a bunch of penalties on the 49ers defense. Now, some were warranted, um, but just a good amount unnecessary. Like, um, the secondary was just, like, like just lightly touching, um, let's say, uh, Wes Watkins or Dallas Goddard or an A.J. Brown. And then, then that, like, um, the Niners defense would just, would just get called randomly for, like, illegal contact or pass interference or whatnot on, on those calls. Yet... The Eagles offensive line was like holding on 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 Eric Armstead or like Nick Boza. And yet they weren't getting called for holding. Like what what the hell is that? So the the Eagles get a lot of calls in their favor, and Miles Sanders runs up on the exact same play when they get to the red zone. The Eagles get back to the red zone. And then Miles Sanders. They do the exact same play with him, and then they get another touchdown, 14-7. to And then when the Niners get the ball, right after that, Josh Johnson loses the, the snap. And then the Eagles recovered it. Dre Greenlaw commits a stupid face-back ass penalty. Like, I swear to God, this dude, he's a good playmaker, but he just makes so many mistakes. Like, ugh. Like, ugh. And then after that, Boston Scott runs in an easy touchdown. Kind of like what Miles Sanders did the last two times. And this game is starting to run away from San Francisco. And I'm just thinking to myself, yeah, if Purdy is not able to come back in this game, if that injury, what was apparently an elbow injury, is much more severe than we initially thought, yeah, this, fa- this, this game is pretty much what I pretty much envisioned what last year was supposed to be like. You know, the smashing that the Niners were going to, what, what was going to get, they were going to get. You know, the smashing that the Cowboys were supposed to give them. The smashing that the Packers were supposed to give them. The smashing that the LA Rams were supposed to give them. Except now, it's happening one year later by the Eagles. So, yes, the injury sucked. But penalties, mistakes in the second quarter were starting to, like, hamper the Niners even more. Like, it wasn't Amico's Ryan's fault. It was, like, the players just really doing a lot of mental errors. 
in in that game. And of course, John Johnson um, not being able to move the offense really hurt matters even more. And then things got even worse uh, for San Francisco because the John the Johnson of Josh uh, got taken out of the game on our opening drive of the second half as he took a hard hit to the head. He got concussed and his head hit the turf. And yeah, he got taken out of the game. You have to bring back Brock Purdy into the game despite his elbow injury because, well, it's not like New Football League, uh, you know, the video game where once you once, once you kill all your quarter, the quarterbacks, um, whether you're playing online, there's no like forfeit. It's no forfeit city. Um, <laughs> once you're playing Mute Football League um, Dynasty Edition, once you once you get rid of all the quarterbacks, uh, you don't win by forfeit. You have to actually play a quarterback, and yeah, you have Rock Party had to play in, and the offense was pretty much stuck to a running only offense because yeah, Party couldn't throw the unfortunately couldn't just couldn't throw the ball. It it really was that bad, and yeah, it's not the fault of. Of Purdy, man, I really felt bad for him because he had to be in that kind of situation. But I'm just not, I didn't really understand why they couldn't do like different kinds of wildcat plays. So, anyway, more crimes were committed by the Eagles um, on special teams and just in general, but it was just framed by the 49ers. Um, backup running back Jordan Mason got pushed by an Eagles lineman um, into punter Brett Kern. That gave the Eagles an opportunity to go ahead, stat pad, uh, another touchdown. They're up 28-7 to by the fourth quarter. And, well, yeah, the fourth quarter was pretty much uh, Purdy just handing off the ball. All they were doing was running the damn thing. And that was pretty much all the fourth quarter was. The Niners couldn't do shit because, well, they don't have a quarterback. Kyle Shannon didn't want to run Wildcat because... If they ran it, I guess if they ran it so many times, it would have become something unpredictable, like even with Christian McCaffrey. So it was like they didn't want to do no huddle. They didn't want to do anything without, even with Christian McCaffrey or Kyle Juszczyk at quarterback. It's like, so they gave up. It's, it's like they didn't have a choice but to give up. Forfeit sit, like they didn't talk to like John Hussey, the referee, and say, like, hey, we give up. So towards the end of the game, um, they, a big a big fight almost breaks out because uh, the Eagles were trying to instigate uh, the Niners again because the Eagles the Eagles players think they have a massive ego trying because they're about to go to the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, pal, we're going to Arizona, not you. Fuck you. We're the top team in this bitch. And Trent Williams just had enough. He slammed down uh, Kayvon Wallace to safety. Both he and Wallace get into it, and both were ejected. So, I mean, that was like kind of the only thing worth uh, exciting. And, yeah, that was pretty much it. 31-7. to What a what an awful way to end the season. For as great of a season this was, um, especially with uh, the Brock Purdy thing, this was just awful. This was, this was an awful way to end the season. This, this game was pretty much over, like, the moment Brock Purdy got injured on the opening drive. Like, once he, like, once he got hit um, on that on that play by Hassan Reg on the elbow, once he had to get rid of that ball, it was just like, 
Shit. And then the more the game went on, it's like the more we learned about Brock's injury, it's just like, shit. It's like, it wasn't like, I was, I was like initially wondering because I was watching this at work. Yes, I had to work during this game. I was like, I got, I was like so upset. Like, why are they playing Brock Purdy <laughs> in, in the game? Why, why, why did they take, why, why did they take them out? It was like kind of like the uh, five stages of, uh, of grief, I guess like they call it. It was like anger, despair, despair, acceptance, and whatnot. I was like, that's pretty much me during this whole game. Um, probably probably through this whole conference championship Sunday, which we'll talk about with the AFC championship game, because that's pretty much me. <laughs> because this game, what I can't, I don't even know if I can say it was even worse than last year, because at least last year, yeah, it had heartbreak. This year was just shit. This year was just oh my god, it's just it was just sad. That's all I can say. It's just. Uh, sad. Last year's against the Rams was just heartbreak. This year's just plain sad. So once they turn to John John Johnson or Josh Johnson, um, yeah, I try saying that a million times. The Eagles' defense pretty much just feasted. The Niners ultimately met their fate um, that awaited them last year. Like I said, smashed, embarrassed, blown out in the playoffs. I mean, yeah, they really couldn't do much um, with no quarterback. But, I mean, when considering that, well, the defense that had played so well for uh, most of the year, they pretty much unraveled. They did themselves no favors, uh, committed a crap ton of penalties, and, well, ref ball didn't help matters either. Um, it just got so out of hand that, it became a lot of their penalties later on just became out of pure frustration because how um how everything was just getting favored towards Philadelphia. And, you know, I can't really blame them on that one. And then last but not least, all I could say is, well, some people are trying to like shift blame away from Kyle Shannon a bit. And I will say that he deserves a little bit of it. Oh, just a little. Because with Kyle Shannon I feel like, you know, I feel like he could have challenged the play with um, AJ, with not AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. I'm just wondering why he didn't. Um, maybe I'm contradicting myself a bit because he, he could have, he could have, he could have, he didn't get the right angle or like from the Lincoln Financial Field, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? The, the Tintron, whatever. Um, but at the same time, if you kind of see a play like that and something is up when they're running up to the, to the field like very quickly, you have to challenge something like that. You have to throw, get your red flag and throw that bitch. Don't, don't just sit there and let, let your defense take it like that. So you have to challenge something like that in that kind of situation. And Kyle Shan failed to realize uh, the situation. Like, isn't that kind of like a basic coaching thing? Situational awareness? And even then, it, on their first offensive series, they didn't even establish the run enough. You know, Philadelphia's one big glaring weakness, um, their run defense. So I'm wondering why they didn't do that um, early. And they didn't even do it that much until, like, the second quarter and small bits of it. Kyle Shanahan just kept trying to drop back, 
trying to attack Philadelphia's uh, side uh, side corners with the pass, and it clearly wasn't working. They clearly could have tried to establish the running game, attack the run defense, which was pretty weak, and try try something over the middle. And sure, I get it. The offensive line wasn't is not good, but Philadelphia has their own weaknesses that you can exploit. So. I don't know, man. I really, I really don't know with what what he was thinking. And then, yeah, there's also the uh, the play, the at least the play design that injured Brock Purdy. I, I, I'm really questioning why he even had backup side and Tyler Cloth go in there, try and lock us on Reddick as an extra lineman, and it failed miserably. Like, wh- why even put him in that situation? Wouldn't you have like, for as bad as he is, Mike McGlinchey? Like, block Hassan Reddick and then have someone else in his position? Like, wouldn't you? I'm just thinking. Like, why have him there? Because if you have a, a backup tight end, it's like, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. And it clearly didn't. He got, he got splatted down, and then here came Hassan Reddick, and now Brock Reddick has to get that ball out, and boom. There goes his elbow. So overall, man, this this just absolutely was sad to see. I mean, it, it's not it's not Purdy's fault. It's not defense's fault. It's certainly it's not D'Amico Ryan's fault. Um, just a lot of bad bad luck in this game, and the the quarterback the uh, the quarterback luck finally just finally ran out. It just absolutely finally ran out. The Niners. The Niners 2022 season ends pretty awful. Pretty awful, 31 to 7. Um, another Super Bowl trip denied for the second straight year in the NFC Championship game. And it ends pretty pretty awful, 31 to 7. So yeah. Philadelphia the Philadelphia Eagles, um, I guess, you know, I don't know if I could necessarily say congratulations to them. I mean, you know, looking at their playoff run so far, I mean, they've easily beaten um, two two teams that, well, at least one team that didn't really deserve to be in the playoffs in the New York Giants, um, and another team that certainly did, but lost two uh, two quarterbacks. Well, yeah, the other half of their quarterback room, so you didn't really know um, how they were, how they were going to compete. So, it, I I didn't even need a way. The Philadelphia Eagles um, with Jalen Hurts and their well-balanced team. I mean, they're about to face their truest test yet in Arizona and see, we're about to see if they're going to be legit against a more potent uh, team in the Kansas City Chiefs in what could be a more healthier Patrick Mahomes by then. Um, And we'll see if they are going to be able to contain, um, well, a poor, poor secondary a, a pass rushing trio uh, duo of uh, Frank Clark and Chris Jones and Willie Gay. I mean, we'll see. We'll see if the Philadelphia Eagles can bring home a second title and to their ready, rowdy fan base. Meanwhile, for my 49ers, the season ends here. I mean, I really don't have much else to say. <laughs> I'm just too, I'm honestly just too, like, I'm too, I'm, I'm too, like, in the motions, like, negatively right now. 
I mean, yeah, I'll get it over. I'll I'll get over it eventually, like I did last year. But like this this year, it just really hurts. It really hurts. So anyway, looking ahead to uh, early look ahead to the 49ers offseason. Obviously, the biggest thing um, for the 49ers to look ahead to is what are they going to do at the quarterback position? Um, and there already are questions about what's going to happen with Brock Purdy because they don't know. I mean, at the time I'm recording this and whatever's going to happen um, with that MRI is like, how long is Brock Purdy going to be out? And if it's, if that, um, I think it's like a, like UCL injury. I'm not too like familiar with those kind of injuries. Like in his throwing, in the throwing arm, like if it's, if it's like, if it's not torn, they're saying it's like just a six week recovery, like a month long recovery. So if it heals up that, that short amount of time, that's good. I mean, he'll have, just that short short month of time to to let it heal, no surgery. Then he could get um, have the the whole the whole off season to you know find ways to better himself. Um, hopefully, work on the things that um, you know have a full off season to just find things that he can work on that didn't work in in the seven games that he played, and you know adapt to. And adapt better to the NFL. And if the worst case scenario is the Tommy John surgery, where he has to um, get the surgery and then be out for like nine months to a year, well, that's going to be terrible. <laughs> it's going to suck. Um, not to say that, well, um, Trey Lance is going to be a bad quarterback, but it's like Brock Purdy, man, he was just seamlessly fit. In in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and yes, I have questions about Kyle Shanahan as a coach. It's just that still, Purdy seems like Shanahan finally found his guy that he trusts, and it it seems like he's like a good fit for him. But now, if the worst case scenario is that he's going to be out for like nine months to to a year, then they they won't have a choice but to um turn turn back to Trey Lance and see if he'll be be ready to go um from training camp and see if he has uh, he'll have some actual improvement and even then you'll have to find a backup quarterback because well considering what happened this whole season and in the NFC Championship game you didn't have a reliable one by season's end um, you didn't have, you didn't have John, Josh Johnson, even by like the third quarter and well, look where you're at. So they have to decide, um, what's gonna, what's gonna be with the quarterback position, um, regardless of what's, what's the status on Brock Purdy. Um, if he's, if it's gonna, just going to be a short term injury, um, I'd say do a quarterback competition. Um, all throughout the offseason between Purdy and Trey Lance. Uh, if the worst-case scenario is that Purdy's going to be out for at least, I'd say, the whole year with the really bad surgery that's required with uh, the torn, uh, the, the tear in his elbow, then you have to give Trey Lance a shot. You have to see what you have in him because you invested so much picks in him that 
you have to see what you have in him and find a reliable backup, whether it be in the draft or somewhere in the bargain bin of free agency. Then the next big thing you have to address for if you're the 49ers is, well, the two glaring weaknesses that killed you in, in the NFC Championship game. The offensive line and the secondary. Like, I don't know why, like for the last, the last year or so, that they don't want to address this. And yes, the secondary did have some injury problems, but the offensive line is just like, why don't they want to like properly address this? It's like they this year has been pretty like pretty ish. It's been pretty mid, like especially with like Mike McClinchy um, allowing six sacks and being so inconsistent. And Spencer Burford's been eh, okay, but how how will he be like in year two? So you have questions. I say the most important thing is finding a replacement for Mike McGlinchey. So the cracks really started showing against the Dallas Cowboys, and the dam really broke against the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Aaron Banks has been you know the left side with, with Trent Williams and Aaron Banks, pretty good. I'd say the biggest thing is finding a true center. Um, Jake Brendel, I mean, I mean, no disrespect, but I mean, it's not a true center. Um, and then, you know, I think Spencer Verver has been pretty okay. Um, just, you know, you want to see what you have in him in year two. And then uh, finding that replacement for Mike McGlinchey. I mean, he's an unrestricted free agent. Just let him go. Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, like, please don't consider, don't be stupid and re-sign his ass. Let him go. Find a replacement. Um in the draft or in, in free agency, find someone else out there. So, meanwhile, in the secondary, the passing defense this year, for a top ranked, for as strong as their defense was, the passing defense in the secondary was bad. They allowed a lot of yards, whether it was after the catch, on short yardage situations, or in downfield situations, like deep balls. Like, not- notably, in the Cowboys game, the Giant, uh, not the Giants game, the Seahawks game, and the, the Eagles game. Too many um, deep balls allowed by that 49er secondary. Like too, sometimes there was too many lapses in in, in coverage by by safe by safeties like Talano Vunga, Deshaun Gibson, um, even Traverse Ward had some gap, uh, lapses. And I think they truly missed uh, Emmanuel Mosley um, since he got injured against the Carolina Panthers, where. He was unnecessarily in there um, when the Niners were already a big. So that's besides the point. So I do think that um, considering that, um, you know, Emmanuel Mosley was injured, um, torn ACL, I think maybe they can come to an agreement, like a a one-year, like, prove-it agreement with um, with each other. Maybe, unless Mosley gets a little greedy. <laughs> then you have to find some uh, depth. On the opposite side of Traverius Ward. And even then, you want to find some depth at that cornerback spot because I don't know about Diamondre Lenore. I don't know about Ambry Thomas. I think you have to find some depth at the cornerback position in the draft. And then, obviously, um, you have to find your successor, D'Amico Ryans, our defensive coordinator. He's been there for two years. He's Really helped that defense be the best it can be. 
especially in the pass rushing department and the linebacking core. But I feel like he's going to be taking a head coaching job, um, whether that's in Houston, Denver, Arizona. I think Houston's going to be um, his preferred choice because he's played there before. Um, that's shitty as a franchise they are. But either way, they got to find his replacement for him. I don't know who it'll be, but they have to find someone that can match the scheme um, that Kyle Shanahan is looking for. And it's a good fit for um, the players as well. So they just got to find his replacement. Um, and hopefully um, it'll be a good one that can translate for next season and, and keep that top um, that top defense aflight. So, yeah, it really hurts. It definitely really hurts um, with the way this season ended, um, losing that big, um, and in the way that they did with all the injuries and stuff, down to the last quarterback, and yeah, really not giving a fair shot um, with with the injuries. So that's how your season ends for the San Francisco 49ers, uh, 31 to seven. And I will say this, you know. At least this season was, you know, at least a little bit more positive um, than than definitely last season was, uh, because at least at least with this 49ers team, it gave a little bit of a little bit of glimmer for for maybe next year, but we'll see. Um, it gave at least it gave me that hope that this this Niners team had they stayed healthy had. Things gone their way. This was their. This is their. This could have been their chance. This could have been their chance to finally win it all. Even with the third string quarterback, this could have been a feel good story for Brock Purdy um, to lead the Niners to the Super Bowl and win it all. Sadly, um, it just didn't happen. Um, things didn't go their way. Purdy got injured. Then Josh Johnson got injured, and then the rest was unfortunate uh, from there. So, and then now a lot of things have to be decided for the 49ers as they head into a another important offseason. So, Niners, Niners fans, faithful, if you're watching and you're listening to this podcast, let me know um, how you're feeling um, just a day after um, this, after this sad, um, hurtful uh, NFC Championship loss to the Philadelphia Eagles, losing in the conference final for the second straight year. Um, last year to the Rams, now this year to the Eagles. I mean, for me, I think at some point, I, I don't know. I I don't know if I'd like to say it. Maybe, I don't know if Jed York is probably thinking. I don't know if something has to change. Probably not yet, but maybe at some point. But anyway, this is Dylan Lasagna, a very cold lasagna. And keep that lasagna very cold in the fridge. Your takes on the world of sports. And make sure you uh, tune in wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, be it YouTube, Spotify, Anchor Fam, Google Podcasts. And make sure you leave a review on your preferred audio podcast platforms. Like, share with your friends on whatever you, uh, uh, social media platform you use. And follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Very Cold Lasagna. And stay tuned to the podcast as we got episodes coming up with the Royal Rumble review and the AFC Championship game 
a recap between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. And, well, yeah, the Chiefs and the Eagles are meeting each other in the Super Bowl. But obviously, we got to talk about the Chiefs um, beating the Bengals in the AFC title game. So anyway, um, this is Dylan Lasagna with one of the final uh, things talking about my San Francisco 49ers for the 2022 season. Um, maybe down the line later, we'll be recapping the season that was for the San Francisco 49ers in the 2022 season in the near future. But until next time, um, this is Dylan Lasagna, a very cold lasagna. And until next time, peace out.